Hey, it's Phil Wall here. I just want to share some information. I've been reading a lot about uh, financial literacy and understanding it. And, and uh, what I want to share today is will hopefully help you a little bit and encourage you that you should also seek out to uh, increase your financial literacy. There's lots of different programs out there that you can grab and, and start learning from. And uh, the one that I've specifically been using is the financial fitness program. And it is super awesome. And one of the things I'm realizing is that the average person or most people struggle day to day, month to month, year after year for their whole lives and never uh, really uh, gain financial literacy. They're always struggling. It doesn't matter how much money you make, whether it's a little bit or whether it's a lot. The statistics are if you don't have financial literacy, you will struggle uh, for your whole life. And here's a stat when people say, you know, if I just had more money, if, if I just won the lottery, if I just uh, got that insurance uh, that I've been waiting for, everything would be okay. And it, it just wouldn't be okay. There was a a study done by, or an article released by Sports Illustrated back in 2009, and you know they did this study on NFL players, and uh, two years after NFL players retired, 78% of them were um, claiming bankruptcy, and so they had massive amounts of money, but they didn't have any financial literacy. They couldn't keep the money that they earned, and so the financial fitness program is specifically designed to help you uh, not only increase your income. But you know, be able to keep it as well, and then understand the monetary system and how the whole thing works. That's my dog in the background. <laughs> well, my daughter's dog. Anyway, so I'm going to roll through some of the stuff. It's really quick, but it's just one one component where it's the disconnect from people from what they make and what they they think they can spend is is a, is a massive difference. And so, like the average Canadian, average American. Uh, makes between fifty and fifty-five thousand dollars a year, and so I'm going to use fifty thousand dollars, and uh, it's crazy. So if you take that fifty thousand, we'll say the average person works, uh, let's say forty hours a week for fifty weeks. They got two weeks holiday um, during that year. If you divide that fifty thousand dollars by the two thousand hours, that'll give you uh, a pay an hourly rate of around $25 an hour. So that's what we think that we're worth, that's what we think that we can spend, and it's, it's actually incorrect. Like that $25 is, we're not counting income tax, we're not, that's, that's, the, that's the visible taxes, and then don't forget the hidden taxes where we've got insurance, uh, you know, permit renewals and all these different taxes uh, for goods and services that we, that we purchase. We have to pay all those taxes too, but the income tax in Canada on 50,000 is around 27%. And that's, you know, that alone is insane. Not even, even including all the hidden taxes and hidden, ta like including hidden taxes that the tax is around, um, it gets you up to around 41 or 42%. It's, it's crazy. And so the, the visible tax is around 13,500 uh, and the hidden tax is around uh, 7,700. So it's, it's a lot of taxes. That leaves you about $28,800. And so when you take that $28,800 and you divide that by the, the average work week and the 50, 50 weeks, that's going to leave you uh, $14.40. Like that's your uh, hourly wage now is $14.40. And so, so think about that. You got $28,800 and you haven't even taken off expenses yet. And we're only kind of calculating in taxes. And so, and I'm talking expenses like stuff that you you a lot of it you just can't do without like you need a roof over your head you need to eat you need clothing all these things so and it's like education transportation you know maybe babysitters if you have kids now i know we use a lot of babysitters um alcohol gifts maybe there's entertainment gifts uh games of chance gambling and things like that house furnishing cell phones internet cable there's so much and so when you take the stat that this is, I'm not like a, a super stats guy, but you know, I just read a little bit. 
Canadians, for every uh, dollar of disposable income, they've got about $1.65 of debt. In, the, in America, it's um, for every uh, $1 of disposable income, it's $1.33 of debt. And so we, you know, I think we can kind of guess that most people, average people, are in debt anyways, regardless of the income that they make. And so knowing that, the calculations that I've made, it's... Uh, it's it's a little bit on the good side versus the negative side because you know if you're using those stats we'd be way in the red but for the for the example here that I'm giving you it, it make it will make a little bit more sense so after taxes and expenses if you actually figure it all out there's there's basically little to nothing left over and so considering that the dollar of disposable income and um, I'm using that there's about $1,300 left over which you know I probably know if you work actually worked it out. Yeah, we're in the red if we go by the stat. For every one dollar of disposable income, we spend a dollar sixty-five in Canada and a dollar thirty-three in the U.S. And so, if you take that thirteen hundred dollars and let's divide that again by the average work week, we'll say forty hours for fifty weeks. And so, when you work that, that's two thousand hours for the year. So, thirteen hundred dollars by divided by two thousand hours is going to leave you uh, sixty-five cents. That is the actual disposable income hourly rate. And so that's what you have to work with. And so when you think about, you know, what do you take $5, divide that by 0.65, and I'm using $5 in Canada, you can get a muffin and a coffee on average for about $5. And, and so that, to, to eat, to, to buy that muffin and to buy that coffee is going to take you about eight hours of work. And you take $15, and we'll say that's, you know, a box of beer is worth 15 bucks. And, and so if you divide the, the $15 by 65 cents, that works out to be around 23 hours of work. And so it's just, I think, it's, you know, the reason I wanted to share this is to help you think through or think before we act and just go ahead and buy stuff, whether it's on credit or maybe it's with cash. We just, if we think about what's our actual hourly rate, it's not $25 an hour, it's not $50 an hour. When you uh, break it all down, it comes down to, and for most, it's going to be in the red anyway, but for the purposes of this example, it's you know, 0.65 cents. That is not a lot. And so uh, I want you to value where you put your hours. Is working eight hours worth purchasing a coffee and a muffin when you can maybe decrease some debt and get more financially uh, literate? And so you know, to get ahead today, like... It is tough, man. And, but, you know, like maybe being an entrepreneur isn't for, for everyone, but I do know you have to lower taxes somehow. But like I said, if entrepreneurship is not for you, then you have to become financially literate. Like, no, who's going to look after you? Mama, dad, insurance, they're not going to look after you anymore. The chances of winning the lottery is massively low. So the, the best shot that you have is you have to increase your financial literacy. And you know, whether it's through the program that I'm using with the financial fitness program, you know, it, it is amazing, but there's lots of different ones out there that you can use. Uh, you have to increase your financial literacy. And so that'll be the first step. And then, so when you think about the taxes, like the mag marginal tax rate in Canada is around 42%. And what, what that means is, you know, we get taxed so on 50,000, you're getting taxed around 27% of your income, anything over, $50,000, immediately that additional income is getting charged out at 42%. And, I, and that's just not right. It's not right. And you can change that by, uh, by, by becoming an entrepreneur. You can lower some tax, like you can within reason and legitimately, legally lower your taxes. That is, it's, it's just a lot better than paying at the, at the employee rate. And um, the government puts those um, strategies in place, those tax strategies, so you can take advantage of that. Entrepreneurs, they, they contribute a lot to the economy. They, they give jobs and uh, they create jobs, to say. 
And so to, to stay even, you have to become financially literate. Like there's, there's just no way around it. And to get ahead, you have to become an entrepreneur, but you can't be just an entrepreneur. Like use the NFL uh, example, like they had a skill and they were able to, to, to create income, massive amounts of income, but they didn't have any financial literacy. So being an entrepreneur, the whole goal isn't to like just have fun. It's like to make a profit, to get ahead, to you know increase income. And so you know if you're gonna increase your income, if that's you know uh, one of the goals is being a business owner or being an entrepreneur, you also have to figure out like don't fall into the stat that you know most of us all fall into, which is being totally financially literate and not being able to keep our money. Be financially literate. Get some financial literacy into your life and also have a way to increase your income. And that's through being an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, maybe listening. And hopefully it uh, gets you thinking a little bit about increasing your financial literacy, maybe becoming an entrepreneur. And uh, let me know if you enjoy this video.